from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to hour number two of the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook here on the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. Come by and say hello. Good crowd on hand here at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook. Also a good crowd on hand down in downtown Las Vegas. Swing by and stay hi to my partner, Wes Reynolds. He's inside the VEASAN studio at the Circa Resort and Casino as we roll through a Saturday. All kinds of baseball, golf, soccer, college baseball, and, of course, NBA action Coming up a little later this evening, Wes, let's take a look at the golf, the uh, post-U.S. Open re, uh, re-establishment of the PGA Tour schedule here, a more normal event. And guess what? We're only about 18 or 19 days away from the next major. The Open Championship will go down on July 17th at Royal St. George's. But right now, back to the normal schedule on the PGA Tour and Bubba Watson in a familiar spot at the Travelers Championship, a tournament he's won three times. He is currently currently in the lead at 11 under par. He's played nine holes for your Saturday. He is three under on his round, and he is leading Russell Henley, who had a great U.S. Open. Both of these guys, Bubba Watson and Russell Henley, had very good U.S. Opens last week at Torrey Pines. Henley is shot off the pace. He is through 10 holes today and 10 under par for the championship. Cameron Smith is now your leader in the clubhouse. He's at nine under par, a stroke back as he puts out for a par on 18. Bryce Garnett 
Barnett also a shot back at nine under par along with Kramer Hickok and Jason Day in the final pairing there with Bubba Watson now two shots back of Watson at nine under par but a good leaderboard here shaping up uh, for the Travelers Wes and you mentioned it when we discussed this tournament before more than 50 players came over here making the trip from Torrey Pines all the way on the left coast over to the east coast to tee it up for the Travelers and we've got a very good field here and now some cream rising to the top. Yeah, they say uh, Bubba Gum Shrimp. Well, Bubba Watson Golf, it's a household name because right now you don't have to look too far on the leaderboard. He is currently in the number one position. P1 is at Roar, 2-1 to one right now to win this thing. Russell Henley, though, giving Chase just one back. Nice momentum off the U.S. Open. We always talk about Henley on the Bermuda, not necessarily on the bent grass po poa here that we have at the Travelers, but doing just well. Thank you very much. Just one back, 3-1 to one. right now his odds. Jason Day right now at 13-2, to two, uh, two back at 9 under par. Leader in the clubhouse, Cameron Smith, is at 12 under par. Kramer Hickok, who you mentioned, who was on the lead for a while yesterday, is at 9 under par. He is currently 16 to 1. And Bryce Garnett, also at 9 under par, at 18 to 1. Kramer Hickok, by the way, former roommate of Jordan Spieth at the University of Texas. Kramer Hickok has not yet won on the PGA Tour. He has won on what is now the Corn Ferry, used to be the Web.com Tour, was also the player of the year a few years ago on PGA Tour Canada, which is also kind of another developmental tour that these guys take to get in route to the PGA Tour. So uh, looking also a little bit down the board, you do have Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau, respectively, at seven under par. They are 28-1 to one to get this done tomorrow. Harris English in at eight under par, another guy that – it looked like maybe the guys were going to fall back to him at Torrey Bynes last week at the U.S. Open, but John Rahm had other ideas as he got at home. Harris English also 28-1 to in running for the Travelers Championship. I don't think those are bad prices, Wes. Harris English, Dustin Johnson, and Bryson DeChambeau. Of course, English a shot closer at 8-under par. Johnson and DeChambeau at 7-under par. We'll see what, of course, Watson and the leaders finish at today. But right now, at 28 on those three guys right there, I would expect they have something to say on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be tight here. So just because you're on the lead does not mean that you're set here. You can go on birdie runs on these holes. A lot of short par fours on this course, only 6,800 yards. A couple drivable par fours on this golf course. The par fives are also very manageable. So you can go on a birdie run and make birdies about five or six holes in a row and get right back into this thing. All right, checking the Major League Baseball scoreboard for your Saturday. Just three games currently in progress. Some will be going to first pitch here momentarily. The Seattle Mariners and Chicago White Sox, now we are suspended because of weather once again. This game was late getting underway. I, I want to say it was about an hour delay. They did get started, and now they are suspended due to weather again in the Chicago area. Currently no score on the board, and your in-game total has dropped all the way to just five. Five and a half. The Chicago White Sox went off as a good size favorite in this ballgame, but Seattle has been the hot team. Welcome back into the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Hour number two going over the current baseball scoreboard for games in progress. I am here live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook. My partner Wes down in downtown Las Vegas at the beautiful Circa Resort and Casino. No score, as I mentioned, between the White Sox and the Mariners as that game once again is suspended. 
suspended currently due to weather. I believe they stopped playing about the third or fourth inning. Uh, we'll see if they're able to get that one started again in a very wet Chicago south side. The Pittsburgh Pirates trailing the St. Louis Cardinals 3-1 to one right now, and they are batting in the top of the sixth inning. Your in-game total currently off the board, and the Toronto Blue Jays really broke it open in the bottom of the fourth inning. Looks like they're still batting with a 4 nothing lead over the very much struggling Baltimore Orioles, who had lost a bundle of games in a row on the road. Finally got one in the win column in extra innings on Friday night, but now back in the role of the loser, trailing 4 to nothing in the bottom of the fourth inning to the Toronto Blue Jays. Wes, let's get to some of the games that will be going to first pitch here in just moments. 1-10 Pacific, 4-10 Eastern. The Rockies are at the Brewers. It'll be Antonio Senzatella versus Adrian Hauser, and the Rockies nearly got win number seven on the road on Friday night in Milwaukee, but they ended up falling 5-4 to four in 11 innings, and the Brewers, they are on top of the division in the NL Central, a game over the Chicago Cubs. Heavy favorites here today at Miller Park. Minus 185 on the money line at BetMGM with a total of 8. Yeah, I thought John Gray really deserved a better fate, and so did the under for that matter. It was uh, looked like it was going to be an easy under, but then, of course, the Brewers get a two-run shot in the bottom of the ninth. There's a reason why the Colorado Rockies don't win very frequently on the road, and their bullpen gave it up yesterday. But just kind of looking at the market today, you have seen some believers in Senzatella here really in the market. It was 182 in the overnight. Now you're starting to see 155 at BetMGM. I think that might be the lowest in the market. It is kind of mid-150s, low 160s. So at least a 20 to 25 cent move on the Colorado Rockies. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I did not play this game. But Adrian Hauser, who has not been bad this year, and it really speaks to the fact that the Brewers' starting rotation has been very good. Corbin Burns and those guys still continue to put up really good numbers. But Hauser's kind of the back half of the guy. So he's the one that maybe you feel like you can get to in that Brewers' rotation. And I think the market feels like they can get to him today as we've now seen a quarter move on the Colorado Rockies in spite of their road woes. All right, the Nationals and the Marlins. This will also go at 110 Pacific, 410 Eastern. Patrick Corbin versus Zach Thompson. And the good Patrick Corbin has been showing up lately, Wes, and so have the good Washington Nationals. They have won eight out of their last ten, and they're visiting a Miami team that has dropped seven of their last ten, and they're bringing up the rear in the division. They are a short favorite, though, today here at BetMGM. Minus 115 on the money line with a total of eight. Yeah, Miami did get that win last night against John Lester so at least might have stopped the bleeding temporarily but really the story for the Nats who got back to 500 and then the moment they did that dropped that game last night has been Kyle Schwarber now that they put him in the leadoff spot he has more home runs since you know in the month of June more than a lot of teams in all of Major League Baseball so you know, Isn't Kyle, that funny, Wes? I yeah. mean, he doesn't exactly remind you of Ricky Henderson no. as a leadoff hitter, right? No, <laughs> even though a lot of people on social media are like, he's the best leadoff hitter since Ricky Henderson. And it's like, okay, <laughs> let's slow our roll here a little bit. I'm a big Kyle Schwarber guy. Of course, he's a fellow Indiana University Hoosier alum. So I'm a big uh, fan of Kyle Schwarber's and led Indiana to the College World Series all those years ago. But he has given them a spark nonetheless. And it's kind of like I talk to a lot of friends that are Yankee fans, and they're like, Really? The Yankees, Brian Cashman, we couldn't use this guy in Yankee Stadium for that short right field porch, and we still continue to send out Clinton Frazier. 
instead of having a guy like Kyle Schwarber, who's absolutely given the Nats a spark. But what we're seeing in terms of the market, we are seeing Zach Thompson get the money and Patrick Corbin get faded here. And I don't know if it's necessarily because of Patrick Corbin's early season numbers. It's kind of what we talked about a little bit with Luis Castillo, even though Patrick Corbin, I think, has been more consistent. But he had a few bad outings to start the year, did Patrick Corbin. But he has been a lot better over the last month, month and a half, last several starts. So market is saying Miami here. I'm saying I'm going to pass this game. But I thought it was a little bit curious because I think Patrick Corbin has started to regress a little bit to the positive and still might have a little bit more to go. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I've bet on Patrick Corbin a few times, and, and I've kind of been like he's been, some good, some bad, but he's definitely on an upswing in his last few starts, and I'm going to stay away from this game as well, but I've been very uh, happy with Patrick Corbin and his results uh, as of late. The Phillies and the Mets also getting underway here in just a few minutes. Zach Eflin facing Jacob deGrom, and the Phillies and the Mets split a pair of 2-1 games on Friday night, a doubleheader. The Phillies took one. One, two to one. The Mets took the other two to one. And with DeGrom on the hill today, Wes, we might be in store for another two to one finish here. The Metropolitans, a big favorite, of course, behind their horse. Minus 260 on the money line at home. And of course, with DeGrom on the hill, you see it reflected in the total. Six and a half for your total today against the Phillies. Yeah, and we talked about that first game yesterday. Aaron Nola tied a record that Tom Seaver had set in 1970. Opening had 10 straight batters that he struck out, but nevertheless, Aaron Nola got pulled early from the game, did have 12 strikeouts, didn't get the win as the Mets uh, took that first game, and then the Phillies paid him back in the second game. Zach Eflin is due, I think, for some positive regression, but Jacob deGrom, it's very hard to go against this guy, and he, he did pitch against the Phillies already this season. That was back on April 5th, six innings pitch, no earned runs, just three hits and two walks against seven strikeouts. So it, I wouldn't lay the full price, at least for the full game on Jacob deGrom, but this would be either parlay filler or lay the half a run if you can do first five money lines or run lines, which you can do at a lot of shops, lay a half a run about minus 155, minus 160 in that range. That'd be the way I would go. That's still a little bit too rich for my blood, though. All right, let's shift to the hardwood, the NBA playoff hardwood this evening. It's game four between the Phoenix Suns. They will visit the Los Angeles Clippers. Phoenix, of course, leads the series two games to one. They got started with two wins on their home court. It shifted to Los Angeles for game one or game three, rather. They took the first game at the Staples Center, and they will try and even the series by holding serve on their home floor tonight. Phoenix opened up as a one-point favorite and then it got to pick them pretty widespread. Now we're seeing the Clippers widespread as a one-point favorite, Wes, including right here at BetMGM. And the total's been bet down a little bit. Started at 220, now here at BetMGM at 218.5. What do you think for game four as the Clippers, they've been in that familiar role, getting down 0-2. Can they bring it back to two apiece? Yeah, on the total, not surprisingly, seeing that bet to the under only had 198 points combined last time out so it's a little bit lower i think game three i believe closed at like 221 and a half 222 got bet to the over because chris paul was coming back and it never really reached anywhere close so that's where i would lean on the total side but starting to really like phoenix here i want to see if i can get a little bit more i don't think you're going to get much more than one in the market you may be able to get a one and a half but 
this isn't going to reach something like three, but I do think that this is a good bounce back spot for Phoenix. Chris Paul, I think, obviously had some rust being away for a couple games uh, due to COVID-19. So what you really saw, he was able to run the offense, but nobody else was really hitting shots. Devin Booker did not score, did not shoot the ball very well. Of course, he was wearing that mask, that bandage on his face to protect that nose that took a bump there in game two. And also Chris Paul, I think, was kind of bailing the the Clippers defense out, really. When you have Zubac out on you in terms of a pick-and-roll situation, he was pulling up for three-point range instead of driving to the basket and doing that drive-and-kick. And speaking of Zubac, he was excellent in game three. And I asked John Von Dobel yesterday on my guys right here on VEASAN, I was like, do you think that this is a carryover for Zubac? And he was kind of a little bit of a buyer of that assessment. Zubac, 15 points, 16 rebounds, two blocks in game three. He was contesting those three-point shots and some of those mid-range jumpers from Chris Paul. So you look at that, and that's kind of been the key in what we've seen in this playoffs in terms of Zubac. We know against Dallas, the minutes really went down after game two because he just wasn't able to defend that pick and roll with Luka Doncic. And then he was kind of a little bit, not more scarce, but similarly scarce in the Utah series. So now they're having to play him a little bit because I think Phoenix actually has a true big guy in DeAndre Ayton that can score in the post. Rudy Gobert can get like putbacks and dunks and whatnot. But Utah doesn't necessarily run a lot of offense for Rudy Gobert. And Phoenix runs a little bit more for DeAndre Ayton, maybe not enough because that's just the way of the NBA, Brady. You're not seeing a lot of post-up shots because analytics tell you it's the worst shot in the NBA and it's a lot more pace and space and it's just a different ball game here. So we'll see what the Clippers elect to do. I still think that they're going to go at their small ball lineup a fair amount of the time, but it looks like we are going to see Zubac at least get more minutes. I think Ty Lue is going to kind of stick with what he had there in game three and go ahead and give him some run. Really the key for the Clippers, though, is what the bench is going to do. Terrence Mann now continues to be a spark plug. Obviously, you have no Kawhi, so somebody's got to make up for those minutes, and you do it a little bit by committee. So Terrence Mann has been the biggest beneficiary because remember that this was a close game. Actually, Phoenix was up at halftime in game three, and the Clippers had that 21-3 run in the third quarter, which kind of gave them control of the game. Marcus Morris is still giving it a go, but we know he's not 100%. So that means that Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson and, to a lesser degree, Nick Batum, they got to step up and and make that do. But obviously, PG-13 is going to be the one that's going to have to carry this team. Wes, you talked about uh, liking or, or waiting to get a better number, and you would like it if it did get to one and a half, two, and, and you're still probably going to bet it at one. But uh, if you try and figure out where the market is going to go here, I'm guessing the casual better, and we know they typically bet on what they saw last. And what they saw last was the Clippers pretty much handle the Phoenix Suns, and they saw Chris Paul be very ineffective. They saw Devin Booker have an off game. But you think about here in Las Vegas, and and you think maybe that line has potential to increase on that Clippers side because of that notion and of the and because of the Los Angeles influence here uh, with the fans coming in from Southern California and getting into the sports books and betting on the Lakers and the Dodgers and what have you and of course the Clippers. But you know what? There's a lot of folks from nearby Phoenix too. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think that kind of cancels itself out. And our friend Mike Peranio, the director of race and sports here at BetMGM, has even talked about that that you. Utah and Phoenix, a lot of these other neighboring states are enforcing a lot of influence as well, just like uh, those folks from Los Angeles. 
Yeah, Nevada, not necessarily always California East, uh, even though it kind of seems that way sometimes. But of course, we have neighbors all across to the south and obviously to the east in Utah, as you were mentioning that Mike Peronio was talking about. But when you look at this, I think the number is probably going to stick around where it is. Some place is going to be one, some place is going to be one and a half. It's probably not going to go any north of that. And I am going back with Phoenix. I do think that maybe this closes one and a half. You might see some Clippers money here based on what you saw last. But you got to consider that Chris Paul and Devin Booker probably aren't going to go 10 of 40 from the floor like they did in, in game three. So what you're going to see is, is the wear and tear going to kind of catch up to the Clippers? Obviously, Paul George playing an absurd amount of minutes. You've got Morris banged up. Can you count on these guys that have stepped up in certain spots like the Terrence Manns, like the Reggie Jacksons, like the Nick Batums? Can you count on them to give you that every single game? And there's going to be variance there with a lot of those contributors off the bench. So I'm not sure that you can count on that. And you would expect Phoenix is going to play a little bit better with Chris Paul having 40 minutes last game out under his belt. Look, you've got good perimeter scores with those two guys. They're going to shoot better. They can create their own shots. You've got what they call the three and D guys, uh, and that's really kind of the invoke term in the NBA and what guys like to stack their roster with. Well, that's what Phoenix has. They have a couple guys shoot the three and D up multiple positions, and that's Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder. And then you have a legitimate big in Aiton that you can actually run a little bit of offense for. You're not going to run a ton of sets for him, but he's a guy who can dominate in the pain. Of course, we see, you know, and that's what we've been talking about with props, Brady, playing this guy's points and rebounds combined over instead of maybe choosing one or the other go ahead and play the combine, and they've been going over. Now they're starting to get adjusted, though. The market, of course, on these props are going to catch up on these things. So in short terms, I do like Phoenix here. I'll try to take the best number I can get, but I do like the Suns to rebound and go up 3-1. Adam Wainwright has been removed from the game for the St. Louis Cardinals. Cabrera now on in relief, but a great outing once again for Adam Wainwright, the elder statesman, if you will. He goes six innings, gives up six hits, and just one run. The St. Louis Cardinals maintaining a 3-1 lead over the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are now batting in the top of the seventh inning. Play still suspended in Chicago. No score between the Mariners and the White Sox. They were battling weather just to get that game started, and now battling weather again to get it resumed. The Toronto Blue Jays hanging on to a 4-0 lead over the Baltimore Orioles now in the bottom of the fifth inning and your in-game total at 8.5. It was all the way up to 10 as Toronto exploded for four runs in the fourth inning. Now it has ticked back down to 8.5 as it is still 4 to nothing in the bottom of the fifth. Kansas City and Texas underway. Bottom of the first inning there in Texas. No score between the Royals and the Rangers. The Rockies and the Brewers. Rockies strike first. They are on the board 1 to nothing at Miller Park. They went off as big underdogs, trying to win their seventh game all season on the road. The Brewers trailing one to nothing in that one. The Rockies still hitting in the top half of the first inning. The Washington Nationals also get a run in their top half of the first inning at the Miami Marlins. And Wes, you mentioned you were liking Patrick Corbin and Washington today. They are out to a one nothing lead over Miami. Your in-game total at eight and a half in 
that one. And Philadelphia and the New York Mets. Jacob deGrom gets through the first inning with no damage on the scoreboard. They are now batting in the home half of the first inning. The Mets and the Phillies tied at 0-0. And the Los Angeles Angels and the Tampa Bay Rays underway in Tampa. Tampa closed as about a minus 165 favorite here. Bottom of the second inning, no score between the Rays and the Angels. We'll update the golf and also get to some UFC when we return right here on the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. With the current meet ending today, 
Today at Churchill Downs, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod offers a preview from Louisville. Hall of Famer Steve Asmussen will discuss his plans for the summer, plus his pursuit of the North American record for the most wins by a trainer. Churchill Downs TV analyst Scott Shapiro will look at the Stephen Foster Stakes and other races on the card. DraftKings Sportsbook Johnny Avello will handicap the races around the country for the weekend. It's the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. It's available for download every Friday morning at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and it's sponsored by first bet Wes reynolds and brady cannon with you inside the green zone here i am live at the mandalay bay race and sportsbook west reynolds downtown las vegas inside the circa resort and casino and west the fans erupted here inside the sportsbook at mandalay bay a lot of soccer fans of course uh, wales fell to denmark earlier this morning four nothing in favor of denmark now game two going on between italy and austria and we had a moment where it was really exciting but apparently no goal yeah, goal waved off due to VAR, video-assisted review here, that saves the Italians here because Austria really, the stats would say, okay, Italy's dominated the game, but over the last 20 minutes, Austria's really been putting on the pressure. It looked like Arnautovic did have a goal, and the Austrians were going to be saying, get to the choppa, but they're not going to be doing that here because it's 0-0 now in the 69th minute. So saves the Italians. I personally do have the Austrians plus a goal here this game. I went ahead and took it on the goal line. Obviously, the Italians, one of the favorites here to win the whole thing in Euro 2020, but they were minus 205 here, I believe, at the close, Brady, at BetMGM, and then plus $6 if you took the Austrians outright. Now, keep in mind, that is in, in 90 minutes when you do that on a three-way line, when you have the two teams, and then obviously the draw is a factor. So if it goes not only past just the stoppage time, but if it has to go to an additional overtime period, these 15-minute overtime periods, then that would be a loser here. So when you're betting those three-way lines, keep in mind how you're betting soccer, that you're betting regulation necessarily. So if you get that going overtime, it doesn't necessarily benefit you. That's why some books maybe say like, Italy to advance, and then we'll put a price on that. And then some bucks will have, like, Austria to advance and put a price on that. So keep that in mind in terms of what you're betting. But nevertheless, we're about to go into the 70th minute here at Wembley Stadium. No score on the board between Italy and Austria. Wes, you mentioned you had a play on Austria today. Do you have any future tickets to win the UEFA European Championship? And if you do or do not, is there a team maybe that you recommend at this point as we head down towards the final eight teams, about two weeks left to go in this tournament? Anybody that sticks out to you as a possible futures play at this point? The two teams that I bet just kind of for interest here, and I had a couple people asking me about this because – I hadn't gone knee-deep in the weeds in terms of handicapping the whole tournament, but the two that I do have, I have Portugal, and I also have the Netherlands. Portugal at the top half of the draw, Netherlands in the bottom half. Like I said, when we were breaking down these fields a little bit, top half of this draw, that top eight, the top quadrant, a little bit more of the heavy hitters up there, including the Italians, who are currently in action right now, France, Spain, so these are our, our sides and nations that have won this in recent years, have won this European championship. Portugal also up there, very capable of Cristiano Ronaldo and a lot of real great international talent on that team. Bottom half of the draw, a little bit more wide open, although the Germans, I think, probably, even though they were a little bit fortunate to get out of that group and get that draw against Hungary on, on uh, Wednesday, 
they look like they would probably be the favorite, even though they're not seated as such in the bottom half. They'll play England, I believe, on, uh, I think, Tuesday, the 29th. So those two sides are down there. The Netherlands are down there. That draw at the bottom portion of this, that bottom eight, is really wide open. You could see any number of teams come out of this. All right, Wes, let's take a look at the Travelers Championship and that leaderboard getting a little bit more condensed as Bubba Watson drops a shot on the 11th hole. He has dropped back now into a tie for the lead at 10 under par for the tournament. Minus 10 between Bubba Watson, Russell Henley, and Kramer Hickok. And then Cameron Smith, the Australian, he's in the clubhouse at 9 under par. So currently the leader in the clubhouse is Cam Smith. Jason Day also at 9 under par. Harris English, he is done for the day at eight under par and then Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau at seven under par and I don't know if you've seen the coverage here Wes but the wind is really starting to blow and we could have something where the leader might be at nine under par before this thing is said and done today so Sunday ought to be very interesting at the Travelers the way the wind is going right now. Yeah absolutely so getting in and posting a number not a bad idea so if you're if you're within a few shots here you are absolutely live going into tomorrow. And if you're going to play the in-running futures market, take a look at that forecast for Sunday. We'll come back and see if that wind is supposed to blow out there in Cromwell, Connecticut. We'll also take a look at UFC, UFC Fight Night right here in Las Vegas when we return on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and The Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all for free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. A quick scoreboard update here for you. The Philadelphia Phillies are on the board first against Jacob deGrom in New York. One to nothing Phillies in the top of the second inning. They are still batting in their half of the inning there. The Tampa Bay Rays are on the board. Bottom of the second in Tampa. Up on the Los Angeles Angels. Two to nothing there. The Cincinnati Reds strike first. They lead the Atlanta Braves one to nothing in the bottom of the second. The Miami Marlins, they trailed one to nothing in the top of the first inning at home but now they respond with two runs of their own and they lead the Washington Nationals two to one in the bottom of the second year in game total now up to nine and a half there Colorado and Milwaukee tied at one apiece your in game total there also at nine and a half Milwaukee still batting in the home half of the first inning Texas and Kansas City still scoreless in the bottom of the second your in game total drops to seven and the Toronto Blue Jays really boy opening it up here 
on the Baltimore Orioles. Now eight to nothing in the top of the sixth inning. Baltimore is at bat. Your in-game total at eleven and a half. That might be uh, one I would take a look at the over there. Uh, only need four more runs there with three runs to, or with three innings to play there. Toronto out in front of Baltimore, eight to nothing. St. Louis three to one. They lead the Pittsburgh Pirates in the seventh inning there, and Seattle and Chicago still suspended due to weather in the Chicago area. West. Let's take a look at the UFC fight night from the Apex tonight here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and two big heavyweight fights on the card. I'll start with Tanner Bozer and Ovin St. Preux, OSP. This one going down a little bit later this evening. What's your breakdown of this match, and did you get involved from a betting standpoint? Yeah, OSP is only, uh, he's kind of been going back and forth. He's been a light heavyweight at 205 basically most of his career. Made his debut, that would be about a year ago in May, against Ben Rothwell at heavyweight and did lose a split decision. Then went back to light heavyweight and knocked out Alonzo Menafield. So it looked like, okay, he's back to his normal weight. And then he did miss weight last time out against Jamal Hill, that being back in December. And that was a catch weight of 207.5 pounds and lost via TKO. So you've got OSP, who I think now is kind of starting to be on the second side of his career. He is 38 years old, of course, former football player at the University of Tennessee. So has always been a very good athletic fighter. Was, you know, basically a top 10 guy at 205. Never quite what I would call a top-of-the-line contender in that division. And now facing a kid, Tanner Bozer, out of Canada, who kind of has been a little bit of a revelation here, at least during the the pandemic, really has stayed active, got a couple knockout wins, and then stepped up in competition against Andre Arlovsky, lost a unanimous decision, lost a split decision. Actually, uh, here on June 5th on that Rosenstrike Sakai uh, fight card, uh, that was about three weeks ago at the UFC Apex, a split decision loss to Atir Latir Latifi. So now, three weeks later, he is going back to fight OSP basically on short notice. And Tanner Bozer is essentially getting the money. I'm seeing him anywhere around $2 right now in terms of where he is as a favorite. So $2 minus $190, $2 here at BetMGM. And I think that money is right. I do think OSP is on a different side of his career. Now, Tanner Bozer stepped up in class the last time out against more experienced guys at heavyweight, and he lost by decision both times. But he is the naturally bigger man here against OSP, and he's certainly getting the support, and I don't disagree with it. Yeah, and nor does our man Gam Blue. Lou Finicaro, of course, writes the UFC column in VEASAN's online digital publication, Point Spread Weekly. He also is willing to lay the wood with Tanner Bozer, as you mentioned, about a minus 200 favorite here at BetMGM on the money line. Let's go to the other main event, and that'll be Cyril Gaon against Alexander Volkov. And in this one, you've got Volkov as the underdog, about plus 130, and Cyril Gaon, the favorite, at minus 155. Yeah, Cyril did main event that late February show against Rosenstrike and got a unanimous decision, kind of the biggest win of his career. He is obviously a prospect that they want to push. Cyril Ghani, of course, becomes uh, from the Muay Thai background where he was undefeated and an international world champion. You look at, we mentioned Tanner Bozer. He beat him by unanimous decision back in December 2019. And then the TKO for Junior DeSantos, who was kind of a little bit past his prime, a former UFC heavyweight champion in his own right, and then beat Rosenstrike by unanimous decision. So still continues to step up in class here against Volkov. 
I think the price is about right. Uh, Cyril's about a minus 160, 165-ish type of favorite. I think that price is about right here, so I really couldn't get involved either way. But perhaps where I would look if I was going to go ahead and bet this fight would be on the total at over four and a half rounds, which is about minus 110, minus 115. Shop around for the best number, of course. But this is one that I think definitely could go the distance. And if you're going to bet this, on one side or the other, I would want to look by decision, but I think the best way would probably to play that round market because this is a big spot for both of these guys now in a main event, and the winner is going to really move up heavily in the heavyweight rankings, like probably into a top five where you're not far away from a title shot. So you may see one of these where it's like, okay, this is the biggest fight of our career. And we're going to feel each other out. It's going to be the striking game. It's going to be striking and cardio type of matchup. Because both of these, I think, guys really want to stay on the feet here, Brady, uh, uh, Cyril, and also Volkov. So the striking efficiency favors the Frenchman, but the experience favors Volkov. So I think that this is a decision either way, and that would be the way I would look to play it over four and a half rounds. Well, I know uh, Lou Finicaro is going with experience and Volkov there. He leans to the underdog there in the neighborhood of plus 130 here at BetMGM. He was also looking towards the favorite in the Bozer-St. Prue fight. Bozer at about minus $2. Let's take a look at the Travelers Championship. When we headed to break uh, last, Wes, I was saying if you're going to look to bet anybody in the in-running futures market to win this thing, uh, take a look at the weather for Sunday because the wind blowing pretty steadily there in Cromwell, Connecticut at TPC River Highlands right now. And that could affect the way they finish this last few holes of this tournament and who your leader will be heading into Sunday. But it doesn't look like the wind's going to be too much to deal with. I'm seeing in the neighborhood of 10 to 12 miles an hour, uh, pretty steadily breezing around that number, which is not going to be brutal as far as a professional golfer is concerned. But if it starts to get up to 15, 20 miles an hour as far as gusting, it's definitely going to affect some shots. So take that into account count if you're looking to get involved on the futures market for who is going to win the Travelers Championship. We'll be back with more right here on the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Turn a $1 wager on the Clippers or the Suns into $100 with BetMGM. If either team hits a three-pointer, just use the bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. Make sure you use the promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, out of Virginia and Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee, 800-889-9789, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you here inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM, walking you through all of the scoreboard updates in Major League Baseball, the Travelers Championship, some UFC previews. Of course, we've touched on the basketball game later tonight between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. Game four down at Staples Center. We'll touch on that more before we get out of here and pass the baton to the guys running the VEASAN Bet Center. But right now, Wes, time to talk a little puck hockey. We unfortunately do not have the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup final. But, uh, boy, you got to give a ton of credit to the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, what is it now, 11-2 and two or something like that ever since they were down three games to one to the Toronto Maple Leafs? This team has been an underdog for what seems like forever. They really had a low point in the season when not much was expected out of them at all and then just flipped the switch down 3-1 to, that, uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs in that 
that series and have really never looked back. They take out the Vegas Golden Knights in six games. And what a great series between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. The Islanders absolutely were made a thrilling run in the Stanley Cup playoff. They beat the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, as underdogs. They knock off the Boston Bruins as underdogs. Couldn't quite pull it three times in a row over the Tampa Bay Lightning. But here is the Stanley Cup final that we are set with. The Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens, of course, a best of seven that will get underway on Monday night in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has the home ice advantage. As far as your series price, Wes, and this is nothing new to the Canadiens, they were minus 500, or Vegas, rather, was minus 500 favorites over the Canadiens in that series. They were almost 4-1 to one underdogs there. Here, Tampa Bay is a minus 275 favorite for the series. And for game one on Monday night, Tampa Bay, a $2 favorite, minus 200 on the money line. Five is your total, and it seems like we've seen five as the total for every one of these last few games uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Juice to the over here in, the, in this case. If you want to bet the over five goals in game one on Monday night, you've got to pay the price, minus 120, Wes. Yeah, and if you look at these two teams, Montreal, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a couple different teams here. The last uh, team from Canada to win the Stanley Cup were the Montreal Canadiens back in 1993, and kind of a similar team to what they have now. Low scoring, uh, team that plays really good defense, didn't really show much at the end of the regular season, but all of a sudden caught fire in the playoffs. You got a hot goaltender in Carey Price, who has a 934 save percentage, 202 in terms of the goals against average in the playoffs. And they're a little bit, the last team I kind of saw like this team that won a cup were the 2012 LA Kings, where Jonathan Quick was in goal for that, for that team. Now, they had a little bit more offensive talent I think than this Montreal Canadiens teams, but they were both teams that had these high Corsi ratings, were very low scoring team, really good defenders locking you up, excellent goaltending, and really kind of the story for the Montreal Canadiens from that Vegas Golden Knights series. BGK was 0 of 17 on the power play in six games. So Montreal 90 or excuse me, uh, 93.5% on the penalty kill here in these playoffs. That is the best by far. But now they're going to get the best power play, even though it slipped a little bit in terms of the numbers in that Islander series. Tampa Bay, 38% or just a couple ticks under for the power play. So Kucherov is going to matter, though, on that. So we'll have to monitor his health going forward. He did play last night, but obviously did not look 100%. So we shall see if he can rebound for this series because he makes that power play so deadly, Brady, with Stamkos on the other side, and you've got Point in the center. You've got Pilat in the center. So he makes them very dangerous. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things what you see with Montreal about hockey. You can't overvalue the regular season because no playoffs are different more than in the NHL and in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Because if you look at that regular season data, keep in mind that includes three-on-three -three overtimes, which you're, you're not going to get, in, obviously, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's going to be everybody on the ice. You're not going to get that short three-on-three -three where it's just, you know, razzmatazz basically on both ends of the ice up and down. So you're not going to get that necessarily in the playoffs. And obviously you don't have shootouts either like you do in the regular season. So Montreal is kind of, I guess, what I would call exhibit A 
don't look too much at the regular season when you're evaluating a team, and Montreal has absolutely proved that they should be here, and I think they deserve to be here. I think they outplayed the Vegas Golden Knights. They shut down their top stars. Mark Stone did not have a very good series. A lot of the superstars and the high goal scorers for VGK just didn't really get on the tally sheet very often enough. So Montreal comes in. Look, I've said they're playing with house money, and they absolutely are. But now you're getting the defending cup champions in the Tampa Bay Lightning. You have seen, based on that series price now being adjusted, that Montreal is at least there's some respect being put on their name here based on what they did, probably largely due to the Golden Knights. So I have not yet got involved in the series. I'm determining how I want to play this. I do think Tampa Bay is the better team. They are the team that should win the series, but I haven't determined yet what I'm going to bet here. Well, Wes, and that leads me to my next question. I know before the season started, you made a futures play on the Montreal Canadiens to win the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. Obviously, you've still got that ticket in pocket. Yeah, and I've got a worse and, and that- number than a lot of the guys, to be fair. I followed some people, including Jeff Davis, who works right here at Circus Sports. He has been all over Montreal, was on this network with, with uh, Follow the Money and a lot of different other shows. So I do have a lesser number. I don't have that 50-to-1 number that obviously was the opener. They were kind of the in-vogue team. So I do have a small play there. So I'm going to hedge at some point. I just got to see how I'm going to hedge. And maybe if I want to make it easy, probably just bet a little bit more on the series price with Tampa Bay. But I haven't done it as of yet because I'm still kind of breaking down this game. All right, so let's say you do not have that Canadiens futures ticket in pocket and you're going into this with a clean slate. Do you think it's worth a shot here on the underdog? Obviously, they've been pulling that trick off here, uh, you know, for a few series in a row now. Now they're a little bit better than $2 on the take back, plus 210 here at BetMGM are the Montreal Canadiens to go ahead and win the Stanley Cup over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, would you consider that side, uh, again, if you did not have that uh, ticket in your pocket that was influencing your decision? I think you kind of have to. It depends on the health of Kucherov. Now, he is officially, I believe, probable is his status right now in terms of that upper body injury that he suffered in Game 6 against the Islanders. So everybody on this, these two teams are relatively healthy here. So, you know, I, I think Montreal, if you're willing to play him $4, you got to be willing to play him, you know, 230 240 I would perhaps wait till game one before I get involved because, you know, then you're going to get that $4 type of price that you got against the Vegas Golden Knights. So that's what I would like to be waiting on. Maybe play this in series and not necessarily a pre-flop bet. Let me get a quick update here and just interrupt us for a second. End of regulation now in Wembley Stadium. Uh, no score on the board between Italy and Austria. So how this works now, you get two 15-minute periods. And... If it is still tied after the two 15-minute periods, then you go to penalty kicks. So that's what we are now going to have. It is knockout qualifying. So obviously we're not in pool play anymore, this group play, where if it was tied at the end of regulation, then you were going to get a draw one point for both sides in terms of who was going to advance out of the group stage. So now you get into this point, usually with this knockout tournament play, one and done at this standpoint, two 15-minute periods, and then PKs if necessary. But, Wes, as far as from a betting standpoint, if you bet the draw, that ticket cashes at this point, correct? Yes, absolutely. So, like I said, with three-way line, if you're taking a side, maybe those that are new to soccer betting, if you're taking that money line, 
that has to be settled within regulation because that's why you'll see certain shops both here in Las Vegas and across the country also at faraway places they'll put a price also on Italy to advance or they'll put a price on Austria to advance and establish whatever money line is with uh, each team respectively so keep that in mind if you're betting this going forward because I know a lot of people are getting involved here in this UEFA Euro Championship and we're getting down to the nitty gritty here with one and done knockout stage in this bracket so Keep that in mind when you're looking at that because if you think, oh, oh gosh, Italy got a goalier in the extra time and I'm going to win, not necessarily if you're betting that on the three-way line, which includes the draw. The Pittsburgh Pirates have a little bit of a threat going here in the top of the eighth inning at Bush Stadium. The St. Louis Cardinals have gone to Gallegos on the hill now in relief. They currently still have a 3-1 to one lead, two outs in the top of the eighth inning. There is a runner at second base in scoring position. Pittsburgh at the plate, again, trailing by two, 3-1 to one right now. And uh, that is going to be a strike, but not a strikeout just yet. And they call him safe. Looked like he went around there. Pittsburgh still alive in the the top of the eighth inning again with a runner at second base two outs trailing three to one to the St. Louis Cardinals the New York Mets have gotten back on the board a run for Jacob deGrom as they were trailing one to nothing to the Philadelphia Phillies now tied at one apiece in the bottom of the third inning the Metropolitans batting at home there in a tie game the Los Angeles Angels have now responded they were down two to nothing to the Tampa Bay Rays now have a three to two lead a lot of runs on the board early in this ball game just the top of the third inning and the Los Angeles Angels out in front of the Tampa Bay Rays 3 to 2. Cincinnati Reds still leading the Atlanta Braves 1 to nothing in the top of the 3rd there. Miami over the Washington Nationals 2 to 1 in the bottom of the 3rd. The Milwaukee Brewers now take the 2 to 1 lead. They break the tie with the Colorado Rockies at Miller Park. Still batting in the home half of the second inning 2 to 1. They lead Colorado. Colorado searching for that elusive 7th win on the road this season. That's 2 hours in the books of the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. We'll be back for hour number three here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.